Welcome to the Soul Bodied Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Kinkela. As an entrepreneur, it's easy to get caught up in all the strategies, funnels, mindset hacks, and all the doing. And while strategies are important, success in entrepreneurship ultimately depends on you and how you are being within yourself and in your business. In this space, we explore how to alchemize your internal world and go deeper than mindset. We dive into topics like conscious leadership, embodiment, spirituality, and leading from a place of wholeness and belonging within as you expand into quantum level energetic soul embodiment. Welcome to episode 22 of the Soul Bodied Entrepreneur. In this week's podcast, you are in for a treat because I am interviewing Ashley Dufresne. Ashley is just a true light and I've been getting to know her over the past six months or so. Um, We met in a group program last year, and ever since then, we've been following each other's journeys, and she is such an inspiration, and she brings something so unique and beautiful to the table. Ashley is a life purpose mentor, and she mentors empaths and lightworkers in discovering and honing their unique gifts, i.e. their magic. By using her gifts of channeling and energy alchemy, she instills within her students clarity, focus, and confidence in their abilities so they can show up as the biggest, most badass versions of themselves. I can't wait for you to dig into this episode. There's so many gems here. We could have talked for hours about this stuff. And I really encourage you to check it out as an entrepreneur because it is so important for us to be in touch with our intuition and be able to touch in within the channel that is already within us. So enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Soul Bodied Entrepreneur. I am so excited to be joined today by a beautiful soul. Her name is Ashley Dufresne, and she is a high dimensional channel. So she's joining us today Um, to talk about um, what a high dimensional channel is, about ceremony, about what it looks like to be an empath in this world. And I'm just so excited about everything that she has to share with us today. Welcome, Ashley. Hi, so happy to be here. This is super exciting to just be in your proximity and connect with you deeper. Mm, I just love you so much. So, me and Ashley met last year. We were both part of a group program and we didn't actually get to interact a lot, but I just really felt drawn to her energy. And ever since then, I've been following her on Instagram and we've been kind of chatting back and forth. So um, as soon as I rebranded and kind of really got into the vibe of what my new business is all about and what I want to share with you here on the podcast, I instantly thought of Ashley. So I'm just so excited for you to all get a sense of her magic and what she does in the world. So um, Ashley, I'm just really curious to hear more about, you know, what is a high dimensional channel? Um, What does that look like? And how do you know if you are one? 
Hmm, great questions. Okay, so a high dimensional channel, I like to identify it as somebody who is an open channel to receiving information, energy, and guidance from high dimensional beings. And so this can range from a bunch of different beings, of course, all high dimensional. So this could be the Council of Light. This could be um, galactic high dimensional beings. Uh, this can be ascended masters, um, angels, archangels, anything that is aligned of and with the highest vibration and of higher dimensions. And so um, the way I like to see it is it's kind of a spectrum. Like we're all just kind of like radios, right? Like we tuned into different frequencies. And so depending on what frequency you're vibrating at, you're going to pick up on different things, right? We all know the law of attraction. Well, this goes true for being a channel as well. So um, I actually learned this the hard way because I have been a um I've been a channel and a medium my whole life, and um, I was not always high vibrational, and so I was not always picking up on the highest stuff, and so I had to learn um, the less pleasant way how to shift my energy and um, really refine and set boundaries with my channel to only receive the highest vibrational energy insight guidance from the highest dimensional beings. Hmm. Oh, does that answer that question? <laughs> yes, yes, it totally does. And I know that this is probably hard to really describe with the words that we use every day because it's yeah. it's energetic. So um, I think that that was a really yeah great way to just kind of ground it. Um, and I'm also kind of curious about you know your own journey with this. How I mean, you said that you you have been a channel and a medium for your entire life or most of your life. And I'm just wondering about how you even honed this gift. And like you said, really started to kind of channel into more of a high vibe frequency versus, um, you know, some of the maybe like darker things that are out there in the world. Um, so I'm just curious about your own personal journey with that. Oh, so this is an exciting story. So let me go into it. Um, bear yourself. It's a little long, but it's it's pretty, I don't know. I think that it'll, it'll resonate with you and um, hopefully bring you a little bit of guidance too. So I, probably similar to you, didn't have the easiest upbringing. I, you know, we all have our stuff we have to go through to get to where we are now. And um, one of my things was being so sensitive, being a channel, being uh, an empath and being someone who picked up on the world around them um, to the extreme, you know, and I obviously had <clears throat> some of my own issues going on and I was very depressed, um, very, very low vibrating to the point of, I was, um, you know, not entirely sure I wanted to live. And so I was very, very low. Um, at this state of my life, I, began to, um, at this point, I already shut off a lot of these like sensitivities because, you know, like you try to fit in, you try to be understood, you try to be loved as a child, right? And anything that is not fully understood is seen, um, you know, you understand what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So I try to hide a lot of these parts of myself. And so by the time I got into my adolescence, um, on top of just the obvious, you know, adolescent stuff, the hormones, the drama, all of it. Um, I had been hiding big aspects of me and rejecting big parts of me, um, all while just 
struggling with um, my mental health and trauma. And um, in this kind of just like was the perfect formula and being a channel is the perfect formula for me to pick up on what I just like to refer to as for a lack of, I just don't know what it was, a pulchritis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the thing was just, it was tormenting me. Um, it was really, I, I still have a little bit of PTSD from it. Um, I've worked on it quite a bit, but it was traumatizing. This thing would um, mess with my physical reality. I'm grateful that it kind of did because it allowed me to like wake up to this, this like world that I was hiding for so long, but it was very scary. Um, it would come up to me in my sleep and like whisper my name in my ear and I'd wake up in these panics. It would come to me in my dreams. It would turn an turn lights on or off, like turn the garbage disposal on, like all this crazy stuff that like I couldn't ignore. Um, so one thing that you, if you knew me, you would know is like I'm a very logical person. Like I like to analyze and like create a reason for everything. So I was really creating just reasons for all of this absurd stuff. And the more I created reasons for it, the more really weird and uncomfortable things would happen that I would have like less of a reason for it. Um, when I finally got to the point where I accepted it, that like this was real, my guides actually stepped in <clears throat> and I call them guides now um, because I was able to get to know them more. But at the time, I, this is hilarious. This is how little I knew about all of this. I thought I was just being followed by a lot of different ghosts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I can so, see that. I, mean. I had no idea what was going on. But these different people, they were in human form. Um, they were helping me fight off like fight off these this like dark figure that was coming to me in my dreams and I remember having these repeated dreams of being in my home lucid dreaming with these other people and they were helping me fight this thing off and I just remember the day that like we finally got rid of it all together and I remember we were like holding hands in a circle in my dream and I just remember being like I'm not ready for this I'm really not ready for this like this is too much for me I'm sorry and I thought for sure they're gonna be like no now's your time we're here you know and they weren't they were like we understand no problem Mm. and it was with that acceptance and that um just that like love and understanding that it really allowed me to be less feel less like pressured and less um less like I have to do this and through that this release and that surrendering it actually allowed me to open up and um, be more open to the world beyond the 3D and be more open to the supernatural that was happening and and feel more safe in this realm Mm -hmm. and like you know, with the horrifying experience, it really instilled this understanding of the importance of my vibration and the intention behind the work that I do. And so um, that's where my journey really began. And I began to this um, practice and refine and call in different beings and work with different collectives and, and just do different work to help um, really solidify each of these different channels like that I work with. And um, one thing that really helped me, so if you if you're, feel like you're a channel, like I know that you asked me before, like how do you know if you're a channel? Mm-hmm. If you feel that you're a channel, one tip that I'm going to give you is shamanic journeying. This was something that helped me so much. I mean, the years that, it, that, that I was channeling, um, I wasn't able to really refine as quickly as I was able to when I started shamanic journeying. So um, that's a that's a good one if you want to start getting into it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look it up, and um, there's like some there's some YouTube's on like the drumming and stuff. But 
That's mm-hmm. a really big one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's that's how I that's my story, and that's how I started refining it, and um, kind of got my yeah my. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so this is all like fascinating. I have probably a million questions, so I'm going to have to focus in a little bit, but I mean, a lot of what you shared was just really beautiful in terms of, you know, this reflection on how you were rejecting all these different parts of yourself. And then it was really through you building relationship with all of your parts and also accepting your gifts, which is really what created this huge energetic shift within you and your ability to maybe receive different kinds of energies into your field. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like the, it's not even a worry, even a thought in my mind anymore that I'm going to pick up on anything um, low vibrational or like a lower dimensional. Like it's just not because it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, yes, yeah, so this is all super fascinating to me. And I think it is important to just acknowledge that the things that we're talking about is definitely not something that necessarily everyone believes in or um, kind of quote unquote believes in or buys into. And so there is that, especially if you're coming into awareness of all these gifts um, and you're hearing all of these things and touching in with, you know, the 5D um, reality out there that it can be really a big stretch for a lot of people to really trust their inner gifts and the intuition that's being presented to them um, and really to accept that. And so I'm wondering if you have any, you know, tips on that or any guidance on how to really accept those gifts. Cause I think in today's world, it is really hard for us to claim ourselves as intuitives, as, you know, people who are connected to other realms and other beings. Yes. Oh my gosh. So I kind of mentioned this before. Like I'm a very logical thinker. I mean, I was um atheist. Um, I didn't believe in anything. I was just like very like if science couldn't prove it, I didn't believe it. And trust me, like when I was going through all this stuff, I legitimately thought I was crazy. I mean, I studied psychology for a reason. You know, I went to therapists, I went to doctors, I'm like, what is going on? Like, I think my brain's broken. Like I did not believe it. I refused, I refused, I refused. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the more I refused, the more I rejected, the more I disbelieved, the stronger it came on. And I know that if you are awakening right now, <laughs> or you've experienced, you, know, you are awake, this happened to you, you know, the more you rejected that your reality was more than what you are experiencing with your five senses, the more it just ended up blowing up in your face. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so my 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 tip is and this is something that is so much easier said than done and it does take mindfulness and intentional practice but my tip is is to surrender and be open Mm. when something you hear isn't something you understand instead of allowing the ego to immediately put it in the box of this isn't real or I don't understand this or this is you know something that's not in my reality, right? Instead of allowing your ego to take control, take a step back and breathe and allow yourself to just feel into what if, mm-hmm. what if this is true? What mm-hmm. does this mean to me? Can I think of any other times in my life where this sounds kind of similar or just other open-ended questions? Just allow you to begin to use other parts of your brains and tap more into your feeling and your energy mm-hmm. and not just go right into ego because ego, you know, although it's a really important 
function. Like I am ego lover. Okay. For as much as I do this work, like I love the ego because it keeps us alive, but mm-hmm. it is a really big, um, one of the biggest things that's keeping people from really accepting all of this beyond the 3D, you know, stepping to the 5D, really accepting who they are, accepting their gifts, accepting reality behind beyond their five senses, and really accepting reality beyond the experiences they've already had. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think it's so important, like this piece of really being able to discern what's your ego voice and what's your soul voice is so important in all areas of your life, but also even specifically in your business, because you're the one who's leading your business. And, you know, the power of really claiming your intuition in your business will change the game of what you're doing and how you're doing it and how you're showing up. 100%. You know, what's really funny. (laughs) So I've had this spiritual business for, oh, I don't know, years now. And um, when I, because I am so logical, I immediately went into just like all like structure and like this and this and all like the logical side. And I didn't listen to my intuition at first. Mm-hmm. And it was so hard. And as soon, as soon as I finally set back, tapped into my feminine energy, tapped into the flow, tapped into my intuition, everything started flowing. I mean, mm-hmm. I channeled courses and programs and my content, like your intuition is what got you here right? Mm-hmm. It is what led you to where you are now. Mm-hmm. That is what's going to allow your business to thrive. Not the structures, not the logic, you know, like those are important, but it's missing. And I, I love that. The, I love the work that you do because like you really do emphasize on this really important aspect that is missing a lot of businesses that could really allow them to thrive. Mm, yes. Thank you. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Um, and I think it's ultimately like you're tuning into the frequency of your own inner wisdom And there's no person, no program that's like very logically or strategically oriented that can tell you how to be in your business. Um, You know, it's like they can provide a, maybe a helpful framework for some things, but it's more about you really acting from that space within you and then providing the framework. It's like that dance between those two energies, like the structure and the flow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Thank you for that reflection. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm curious about really, you know, how, you know, we talked a little bit about how intuition is important in business, but I'm also curious about how you really use this work in your own business and how you help other entrepreneurs tap into this in, you know, how that really helps them, I guess, just from your perspective. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to start with just telling you my purpose. Cause I, I see that I have not done that yet. <laughs> yeah. I didn't ask the question. So <laughs> we're on target. So yeah, I guess, you know, that I'm a high dimensional channel. Um, and I'm also a like code attunement specialist and I'll talk all about that good, good stuff too. But my purpose here is to awaken people to their personal power and their value to awaken them, to really gain clarity on their purpose and understand and embody and totally fill up in the power of their unique gifts that they are meant to share with the world. I'm here to remind them that they are meant to live the most joyous and fulfilling life imaginable. And I'm here to ignite the truth in people that they are meant to live. And so I do this all 
I do do sessions, you know, but I really pour my purpose, my soul, my heart into my mentorship program, activate your life's purpose, <laughs> mm-hmm. because that's what, that's what my gifts are really catered towards. Yes, I can channel on lots of different things, but what always ends up coming to is purpose and gifts. I mean, every session ever, before I even created this, I was like, what's going on? Why is everything always geared to their purpose? (laughs) (laughs) So um, what I do is I really genuinely believe that we all are here for a reason. And I come to this conclusion based off of my long history of like suicidal um, mitigations and um, even attempting to end my own life. And I really had to understand and fully gain the knowledge of the meaning of life. Because I really did come from a place of not even believing, not, not believing we had a purpose, that we were just like here, you know, and like we create our own. And it was through this experience of really hitting that rock bottom that I was awakened to seeing that I do have a purpose and that we all actually have a purpose and we just get lost because we lose sight of our personal power. We lose sight of our true genuine value. And we step so far away from our authentic vibration that we forget who we are. We forget the gifts we came here with. We forget the mission that we came here to do. And so my work, I use channeling in these light code attunements to help people re-remember and realign with their authentic vibration so they can step into their purpose and begin to share their gifts with the world. What a beautiful gift. Mm. Thank you you for sharing, you know, your personal story, Um, you know, especially as it relates to mental health, because I know that there are a lot of folks um, who will also be inspired to hear that and that no matter how you're feeling right now, um, that there's an opportunity to open up to accessing something within yourself, deeper within yourself that can give you guidance and um, perhaps provide that shining light that um, a lot, a lot of people are looking for. And it's not just folks who um, have or do experience suicidal ideation, but I think it's all of us. We're all looking for that, you know, to see what the light inside of us is and to be able to share that with others. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm yeah. kind of, I'm just really curious about you know, I think that there's a lot of ways of looking at, you know, what is our purpose in life? And um, I don't know, I've heard people share about purpose in life from kind of like this um, static perspective, just in terms of like, this is my one purpose in life. And this is what I'm here to do in the world. And other people who maybe see purpose in a more like fluid way, um, at least that's my experience of it. And so I'm just kind of interested in how you see someone's purpose. Um, You know, obviously you have this certain purpose that you are really, the frequency of which you are tuning into and bringing into the world. But I'm just kind of curious on your thoughts on that. Yeah. So for me, what I see purpose as, a life's purpose is living the most fulfilling and joyous life imaginable, right? Mm -hmm. And so we all come here with a soul mission mm-hmm. and a soul mission is different than a life's purpose. And I can mm-hmm. explain the difference there. Ooh, I know yes, please. often like inter, um, you know, use the same, but a soul's mission is what we come here with. Right. And no matter if you are aware of it or not, it is playing out. It is. And whether you like are conscious of it, you could probably look back in your story and see a theme of how you've showed up 
how you shown up in relationships or how um, your interactions with strangers have a theme or um, the career choices you've been drawn to or how people have thanked you. You've always been showing up doing this soul mission. It's mm -hmm. been happening. It doesn't mean that it's happening in the most uh, joyful way. Sometimes it's really painful, you know, like being that catalyst for change for somebody might mean you're that jerk <laughs> or it might mean a really explosive breakup or something, you know, mm -hmm. but it might be your catalyst for change. It's going to appear in all of these different ways. Um, it also doesn't mean it's going to be like the most impactful. So it might show up in little small ways. And so mm -hmm. for me to live the most fulfilling life is to live in alignment with your soul's mission. And so by infusing your soul's mission into your, you know, your business or into your life, you really are stepping into the most fulfilling life because you're now able to live out that soul mission in a way that is joyful, that is positively and massively impactful, and that feels the most fulfilling because it is what you are meant to be doing. Hmm. Mm, okay. I love this explanation because you're really talking like you're looking, you're essentially, to me, it sounds like encouraging people to look at the synchronicities in their life and mm -hmm. to see what role you've played in all of these different avenues. And just, you know, even as I reflect on my own journey, that's so true that, you know, I've always been like a helper and helping people just in a different kind of role. And there, you know, one of the things that happened for me is that there was just a higher expression of that role that felt more juicy and in alignment and more joyful for me. So even though I've carried the soul mission in a lot of ways in my relationships and, you know, in my, in my career as a therapist, now it feels like I'm really aligning with, you know, maybe the highest vibration of that expression. And yes. that feels like a lot of what you're saying. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yes, you are 100% living on your life's purpose. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's why you feel so good. And that's why you attract more high vibrational energy. And that's why everything that you do feels amazing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Thank you for that, Ashley. I received that. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so um, yeah, that's just incredible. And I didn't really think about, you know, thinking about purpose in those different ways. So that's a really great distinction to have. Um, so I'm curious about, you know, you talk a lot about being an empath and, um, how that kind of affects your every day and how that might affect your business. And I've worked with a lot of empaths and I kind of always go back and forth on whether I identify myself as an empath. And so, um, and perhaps if you're an empath, you just know, so maybe that's an automatic no for me. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, but I just, I'm just kind of curious to hear your definition of what an empath is because um, a lot of people talk about it and I identify with lots of, lots of that. Um, but, you know, sometimes I see people who are even more in their feeling state than I am. Um, and, you know, I just, I also kind of wonder on if there's a distinction there. And so I'm just curious to hear more about, you know, how you define that. Um, and also, you know, just any, any words of wisdom you have for empaths? Because I know that there's probably a ton of them listening today. Mm -hmm. Yes, I have so much to say for empaths. Uh, so I first just want to ask a couple, I'm going to like throw out a couple of questions and I just want you to like feel new if it's a yes or a no. Okay. So uh, 
have you ever felt just misunderstood and just like, like you just don't know what's going on? Like you feel like a weirdo or you feel like you're crazy or been told that you're too sensitive or um, feel blocked out or feel energetically drained after, a different, after an interaction with somebody or feel energetically um, lifted with interaction with somebody? Or do you feel like you pick up on the collective energy. So if something's going on within the, like all in, within humanity, let's say something's going on on the other side of the world, but it's so massive. Do you feel an emotional shift within you or feel an energy within you? And you're like, man, I don't know where this came from. Have you ever had any of those experiences? Yes, for sure. Okay. You're, you're an empath. And I, I had a feeling you were, but I just wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for <laughs> I mean, maybe this is also helpful for some of the people that are listening to, to just kind of tune into that. But yes, thank you for asking this you're question. So yeah. There's so many things. I mean, there's emotional roller coasters of picking up other people's emotions and picking up the collective energy and, um, you know, getting overwhelmed quickly or suffering from severe anxiety or panic attacks. Um, I mean, there's so many different things that go into being an empath and I can go all day into it. But what I do want to say is empathy is a, is a spectrum Mm -hmm. and this goes for all of humanity, you know, from one end of it is highly empathic and the other end of it is highly sociopathic and the average person lies somewhere right in the middle. Mm -hmm. And so even on the end of the scale, that's empathic, even that's a spectrum. So if you're an empath, there's the highly empathic empaths and then there's like average empaths and so maybe um there are some people that like feel like they relate to some things but not all of it they might be closer to the center of the spectrum where other people really take on everything and they have a really difficult time with um, their emotions and other people's emotions and really managing their energy they might be farther on the towards the end of the spectrum Mm -hmm. so not all empaths experience the world the same even though they're all labeled under the same thing Um, so I mean, oh, there's just so much I can say about it. There's like empaths. Honestly, I had this one thing to say. Empaths are seriously superhumans. They're Mm. superhumans. They have like supernatural abilities that are not only not understood, but they're not even being utilized to their highest potential. Mm. And because of their sensitivities and their gifts, they're often put into, um, they're often disempowered and gaslighted and um, their energy and their power is taken away from them. So there's this one quote that I really love that I want to share mm. because when I heard it, I was like, oh, yes. And the quote is, empaths did not come into this world to be victims. We came to be compassionate warriors. Mm. And this is so true. And it's so powerful because as soon as empaths take back their power, they recognize the gift within them. They are then able to actually create huge, massive energetic shifts in the world. And here's why. I could go all day about this. I'm sorry. No, (laughs) please. Please tell me more. (laughs) So empaths, like you know, as you probably heard, empaths take on other people's emotions, right? Mm -hmm. They take on energy around them. Well, what's often not talked about is empaths actually have the ability to project a certain emotion and amplify it. And so they actually have the ability to not just set the tone within them, but set the tone within a room and set the tone within like a larger proximity. Mm. So they had, like you probably experienced this, like when you're not in a good mood, no one's in a good mood around you, right? Mm -hmm. That is the truth. (laughs) 
But you also probably notice with your clients when you're in a really good mood or you're just in this, like you're really excited or you're really, um, whatever it might be, like, it's just like filled with energy. Those around you are also then like on that, on that train too, they're excited and they're, you know, ready for whatever, you know, if they pick up on that energy too, because you're projecting it at such a strong frequency that everyone around you takes it on too. And so it, uh, every empath understood that power and became mindful of the energy they were projecting into the world. It would change the entire planet. All of humanity would raise their vibration. Hmm. Yeah. You know, it's so, thank you for saying all of that. I, um, I feel like, I mean, I've worked with so many people that struggle with this and myself included too, right? Like, which is why I'm on the current path I'm in now that I reflect on it. Um, that it's really, it's really like, how can we truly claim the power of our sensitivity? And, you know, we're taught time and time again, and kind of even shamed by others, you're too sensitive because we live in a world where it's actually like hard to be that sensitive. There's so many um, intense things happening. And so we often tend to shut ourselves off in order to be able to cope with all of the information that's coming at us. And one thing that I've, I think, noticed for myself, you know, since leaving my full-time job a couple of years ago and stepping into entrepreneurship is I've become more sensitive. I cry more often. I'm like just more in touch and in tune with myself and the energy around me. And I love it. Like, I love it because it feels like I'm just in more in flow with, with who I am and also what's happening outside of me. And so it helps me to touch in to different things that maybe isn't available to everyone else. And so I I really see it as a superpower, like you said. And, you know, sometimes what I see people battling with is how to really protect themselves and how to create boundaries around that. So I'm curious if you have any like tips and tricks on how to do that. Yes, yes, yes. I love everything you said and you brought up so many good points. Um, one really important thing that you said that I don't even know if you're aware of saying, but empaths actually don't work well under somebody else. They don't work well. Somebody else. (laughs) Entrepreneurs. (laughs) They thrive as entrepreneurs because you said it, like you're able now to be more sensitive and to be open because you created a space around you that is sacred and helps support you as opposed to going into the office or going into somewhere else where that space is being held by the owner or the manager or whoever created it. Right. And so you kind of have to shut down and like, not really fully tap into your all of your empathic abilities because it's doesn't feel as good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, like, I just wanted to mention that because, like, I thought that was just perfect. It was beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. So, I do have some tips, and it really is about boundaries. Um, it's important to set boundaries. I mean, like, we hear it all the time. People saying, like, it's okay to say no. It's okay to do this. Like, it's so important. And empaths, like, this is so important for you because whenever you say yes, when you actually mean no, that's more of your energy being drained. And then you're more susceptible to picking up on energy that is not aligned with you. That's going to make you feel even worse. And then it's going to take even more self-care time to get back. So setting boundaries, being clear with them, write them down, and then hold yourself to them. Another really, really important thing is take intentional alone time every single day is best done in nature Mm -hmm. because empaths 
rejuvenate their energy in nature. They have this really magical connection with nature. It doesn't matter if it's like a house plant or it doesn't matter if you sit on the base of a tree. It doesn't matter if you live in the wilderness or you live in a city, like you can find some kind of nature and, and really tap into the power of it because it's when we connect with nature that we're really able to flush out all of this excess energy, all of the stuff that isn't yours as well as the extra stuff that is yours that no longer serves you really easily and fluidly through grounding grounding, connecting with the earth, as well as replenishing your energy. This is massive. Like empaths are often just really drained and that's what causes all of these um, misalignments and causes all these like the struggles and, um, you know, the extra pain and the extra like, oh, like uncomfortable emotions is because they're so drained. So honoring yourself enough, loving yourself enough to take intentional practice every single day to replenish your energy, mm-hmm. replenish it. I mean, being outside definitely does it, but do like write down a list of, I don't know, 10 to 30 things that make you feel good. Self-care things that make you feel good that, that they're just little, they don't have to be very big, just little things and make yourself do at least two of them a day. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it means like putting on a certain necklace, you know, like something that makes you feel good. Um, and taking the time to replenish you, like, take that bath, read that book, Go for a walk outside alone. Turn off your phone. Whatever it takes, just take that time. I promise. Like when an empath is in their power, fully in their, um, just like vibrating at their highest, just by being them, they're changing the world. Like I sort of think that every empath just took care of themselves, just did their self care, and was always like replenished and like felt good. I think that alone, like even if they didn't live out their mission, like that alone would make just such a massive impact. Mm, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love the things that you're bringing up and just the importance of our boundaries and really tuning into like what yes feels like in your body and what no feels like in your body. Because there's so many times where the ego comes in and gives you a message of, no, you should really say yes, or you should really say no, when maybe your body is communicating something different. And so really tuning into that and honoring that and trusting that, it requires some trust for sure. Yes. Um, Everything that you're bringing up is so, so important, especially like the connection with nature. It's like just connecting with the divine, all of that like feeds so good. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I'm curious about, you know, you talked a little bit about even um, how there's a spectrum for empaths, which makes total sense. And my logic brain was like, you're either you are or you're not. <laughs> um, and then, you know, there's probably also obviously like a spectrum for channeling. And um, I'm wondering if there's like a way to tap into channeling abilities more or really nurture that more. Oh, absolutely. Um, this is actually, I think the first course that I channeled was on channeling. Oh, <laughs> and so, amazing. yeah, it was, um, and yeah, it was, I think it was the archangels that channeled it. I think, yeah, it was the archangels channeled this course for me. It was a six week course and I, I still have it available, but yeah, I can offer some of the tips in it. So first I just want to say, we all have the ability to channel. Mm. We all do. It's a birthright, you know, we're energy and this is what we do. Um, just some of us might be more inclined to, um, I don't know, feel like to be gifted at it than others. Just like some people are more gifted at art or some people are more gifted at, you know, sports or whatever, you know, like we all, we all have that ability. Just some people might be more inclined. And so typically when I say, 
um, you are a channel if, it just means you probably are more inclined. You're probably already doing it on a larger, um, in a larger way. But we all actually have the ability to hone the skill. And um, so this is such a simple one, but it's like, it really is like the thing. It's just meditating every day mm-hmm. and intentionally setting the intention to open your crown. Um, I like to say sidestep your ego mm-hmm. and allow whatever to come through to come through. Um, this is this is so crucial and it's the hardest thing, but it's like honestly the most powerful thing because we all have that. And when we tap into meditation, we're allowing ourselves to be open to receiving. When we intentionally open our crown, we are then allowing ourselves to not just feel within our aura, but actually channel in energy and, and guidance and wisdom into our being. Not just experiencing it, but actually channeling it in. And um, what tends to happen is the ego likes to like we talked about before, the ego likes to um, rationalize and go, oh, that's not real, or I'm thinking about that, or did I make that up, or you know, all of these things. And so when we recognize the ego and just allow it to sidestep, to step to side, and when we hear the voice of the ego questioning, just acknowledge it, thank it, and then just keep moving. Allow it to keep coming through. I like to see it and, and uh, practice it as a play, just playing. We tend to be more open to something when we're just playing. And so it like really does like um, appease the ego when we're like, oh, we're just playing. We're just playing for time. We're using our imagination. Um, that allows the ego to be like, okay, okay, okay. And like step aside. But it also allows you to be a really clear channel and get like really clear guidance and in even energy. Like you can channel and healing energy through doing this work too. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing all of that. Yeah. And, you know, and I also, for all of the logical people listening, um, which I definitely am. And I, you know, when it comes to meditation, I think sometimes one of the ways that meditation, I think has entered into just the collective realm is because you can use meditation for so many beautiful things, um, you know, helping with anxiety, um, you know, focus, all of that stuff. And, you know, there's this huge space for meditation to just be a spiritual experience and really allowing that crown center to, you know, tune into, you know, things in the energy field and things within yourself and just really create a deeper, you know, kind of oneness with your soul in that space. So, you know, just kind of even approaching it from less of a logical perspective of how is this going to help me get to X, but really just allowing yourselves to be in the experience. Um, yeah, so I love all of the, those suggestions and you have an entire course on it. So I'm sure that there's tons more to tune into and to learn. Yes, but it is, it is so simple. It's just, if you, this is something that means something to you and you really want it, just like all things, the more you put into it, the more you get out of it. So even if you just took, 10 minutes a day of, mm-hmm. of, you know, just practicing channeling, just playing, mm-hmm. you'll see a significant difference in just one month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually super interesting. So I have, I'll just share that, um, one of the shifts that I've done in my, in my business, just in the way that I show up with people one-on-one is I used to use my, my brain a lot in my sessions and, um, and it was great and it was wonderful. And I felt like I was missing a component and I really 
started opening my channel up, um, meditating every time before I had client work and also just really allowing myself to kind of close my eyes to just see what came through the field. And it's kind of amazing the things that opened up in that space, like images that I've received that I just went ahead and shared with my client. And it like somehow spoke to them in a way that I could never have really um, spoken to them at that level if I was just really kind of circulating in the energy of the head. So it was really powerful for me to see even how that really increased um, my, just the quality of my client sessions even. Ah, that's amazing. Oh my God. I love hearing that. You are channeling. <laughs> I'm, apparently, I didn't know that that's what it was called, but um, yeah. I mean, I think ever since I've really started tuning into the quantum field and, and doing some of that work, I've really recognized that connection. And so it, it just keeps getting solidified more for me. So I just, I just love the work that you do for that reason, because it allows us to access inner wisdom and also collective wisdom and um, wisdom from our guides and all of those other beings it's such a game changer like such a game changer so I have a similar story like I even making my program the first time I made it I was so logical you know like of course I put everything that I love and know into it um, and then I had like my channeling sessions on the side but once I ran it a couple times I'm like oh wait a minute and I just like opened up my channel and I basically like, read it all of my content and it's like mostly channeled and then like added and like splashed in like my stuff. So I love that you said that because it just does make such a difference because you're tapping into and you're channeling in the frequency of what is needed for your clients, for your audience, for your program, for your business. And like that is something we can't just know that our three-dimensional being, our three-dimensional mind can't pick up on because three-dimension means we obey the laws of time and space. When we channel, we are able to transcend that and tap into the fifth dimension where there is no time. Mm -hmm. And so we're able to then channel in what is needed for everyone coming into the program, for everyone we're going to work with, and understand the collective frequency in which we're really channeling through and what we're creating and like the impact we're really making on the planet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you for saying that. Yeah, and I think this reverberates to everything that you do in your business. I mean, your Instagram posts, your live videos, um, you know, your web page, like all of it, there's an opportunity for you to open up to deeper wisdom and just allow the information to come through you instead of forcing it and sitting at your desk and wondering, what should I say here? Mm -hmm. oh, so, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, Oh, I could go all day about that. Like that, it, it really does. Like it just makes a task that's really like daunting and hard to be really easy and flowing and like, just feel like, oh my gosh, yes, that's it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so good. Um, so, you know, the other piece that I'm just really curious to learn more about is you know, how you practice ceremony and you brought this up and I love ceremony. I just love it. Um, and I am really curious to actually hear your perspective and how you see ceremony. Oh, I also love ceremony. Like it's a really, really big part of my life. And for that, it's a really big part of my program. Um, so ceremony as you know, marks transition and reinforces the significance of a change in your life. It formally supports marking closure, 
um, epiphanies and new beginnings. It really does, like ceremony gives the opportunity to acknowledge and reflect and honor these times, allowing us to step into the, into the next phase of our lives with more certainty and more empowerment. Mm -hmm. And so without ceremony, like this is the importance of ceremony, without ceremony or intentionally honoring these defining moments, it is possible for us to get caught in this in-between world and get lost in the spiral of um, just feeling uncertain and like confused, like really just feeling lost. It also just creates and strengthens the commitment that we're making. Um, I see that ceremony is something that's really missing in our culture and it's such a bummer <laughs> because mm -hmm. like this is, I mean, this is, just a human like necessity this is how our brain works like there's 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 um neuropsychology behind it and there's 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 science behind the importance and significance of ceremony and it really does mark times in our lives and i really do think i believe that um the epidemic of all of these children adults is because we don't incorporate ceremony and rites of passage into our into our culture so this is like something I could go all day about is the importance of ceremony and how we need to be implementing it more frequently and making intentional time to mark these transitions. Like this is so big. And like I said, this is a big part of my program. Like when you discover who you are, if you don't mark that ceremony, if you don't mark that moment, that rites of passage, it's just going to feel like every other day mm. instead of this moment where you truly awaken the moment that you step into your authentic vibration. I mean, we've all, probably have in some way experienced some sort of small ceremony where we did make that intentional time. We did mark that transition or reinforce it. And I'm talking to you entrepreneurs or like spiritual entrepreneurs. Like you, you probably had that moment where you're like, Oh, I, I figured out myself or you, you, you decided at that moment that you're going to make a change and you stuck to it. Right mm -hmm. now, it may be not a formal ceremony, but, or maybe it was, but it's still, had the same effect of the ceremony and, and that's what i'm talking about and there's so many people i talk to that they don't do this and then as soon as they implement it they're like oh my gosh my entire life has changed like i feel like i'm really able to implement and create these new patterns within my life because i marked it because i made it intentional because i said i was going to do it i honored myself i called in all the energy i set this up and like it's instilled within my frequency now that this is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. And I, you're so right that we don't do that in like, at least American culture, that's not something that's encouraged or there's not examples of it. And I think what ends up happening is people often co-op other people's religions and cultures because they're thirsting for ceremony. They're thirsting for traditions and connection to something. And, um, and it feels like it's such a, I mean, there's like a larger conversation here that I'm not sure we're going to get into, but, um, that each one of us culturally have ties to ceremonies that our ancestors used to do when we used to, you know, plant by the moons and when we used to be so much more connected to nature. And so all of these like seasonal transition, full moon, new moon, um, but also even, you know, endings and beginnings in our life, no matter where they occur, there's an energetic shift that then happens in your body and in your experience when you allow yourself to have that space and that spaciousness. 
Yes, yes, yes. And mm-hmm. even in religions, like, yeah, maybe in the American culture, but even in religions, they're just passing down ceremonies that I've talked to so many people. They're like, yeah, I went to, you know, baptism or this or that, but I didn't understand it. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's not just, you know, doing the motions, like partaking mm-hmm. in the motions, but actually feeling into the intention and the energy behind the ceremony. That's what creates it. Yes. That is what creates it. Um, and so, yeah, like unless you are religious and you're an active participant and you understand what the ceremonies are for and you're feeling into them, mm-hmm. you're not really grasping and really embodying all of the benefits of ceremony. Mm. Yes. Yeah. You really have to feel it in your body for it to impact you. Yeah. And so um, I love that you said that. Um, and I'm just curious on that end. Um, how do you go about performing a ceremony that feels impactful to you? Do you have any tricks or tips? Oh, so many. I have so many. Um, let me try to think of a couple. Um, the first ones that popped in my mind, I'm just going to use those ones. They might not be in order, but that's okay. They're, they're good. Um, I like to set a really intentional beginning, middle, and end, you know, like beginning the ceremony and ending the ceremony, making that very distinct. And then obviously a very clear intention for the ceremony. And that's going to be within the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, the more of our senses we use within our ceremony, the more we're really going to create and mark this moment in time. So that means change of clothes or um, maybe lighting or music or dancing, some sort of movement or using just like your smell, your eyes, your ears, like all the things, the more we can really engage in the ceremony, the more stuff that we can really um, be mindful and practicing with, you know, like really engaging with, the more we're going to create and mark that, that um, the intention of the ceremony. Mm -hmm. So, you know, setting intention, Mm -hmm. using as many, um, (laughs) And elements that are going to allow you to, to engage and then having a very distinct beginning, middle and end, I think is some of the basics of some tips I can share of like how to set your, your own ceremony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Those are beautiful. Thank you. Um, and something that springs to mind for me is just like even using objects that have meaning to you, maybe that are a representation of what you are celebrating or letting go of, or, you know, I, I love to exist in that realm of kind of like altar, creating altar for myself and for the ceremony. So Mm -hmm, definitely. And even adding on to that, adding things that have no meaning yet, Mm. because then it brings in a new, it brings in something new that has no um, old conditioning with it. Nothing that like means anything quite yet, but you bring meaning to it. So then when you leave the ceremony, you can then take that object and put it on your altar and always be that reminder, that focus point for the intention of that ceremony. Mm, I love that you said that. Yeah. It's, I often call it anchoring in, um, that there's like some kind of physical object that anchors in that memory in your body. So you can be reminded. Exactly. Yes. Mm, So yummy. Thank you. Um, yeah. Is there, is there anything else that you're really dying to share with the audience or anything that came up for you that you think is important to voice. I do want to talk about your program that you have coming out, but anything other than that, that's kind of pulling at your heartstrings to share. Uh, the only thing is just that this channeling that's coming through is just, it is related to, I'll just go ahead and just go into it. Yeah, please. 
So you are listening to this podcast right now for a reason. There is something that you are meant to gain from this podcast. This is not a coincidence. You are hearing this message now because you are meant to. This is the time in your life that you are meant to step into your true vibration, your highest version of you, the version of you that is meant to live out and create the change that your soul has been telling you to create your entire life. You had been preparing for this for lifetimes. Now is your time to take action. Release your fears. Release the limiting beliefs. Release the what ifs. Tap into your soul. Feel into the yes. Tap into the frequency that excites you. You know within you what you are here to do, what you are meant to share with the world. Release anything that is not aligned with that. Build that fire up inside you and allow it to fuel you on this path of changing the planet. You are powerful. This is not a coincidence that you are listening to this now. This is for you. Recognize your power, your strength, your gifts, and share them with the world. This is what you are meant to do. Thank you for showing up. Mm. Thank you so much, Ashley. Oof, that felt really good to hear. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, I'm sure it really spoke to our listeners. Um, and I love, you know, you're obviously such a powerful just transmuter of messages and, you know, connection to one's soul purpose. And um, I'd really just love for you to kind of share with, with our listeners today what you have coming up in your business you know, I know if I was listening to this and I didn't know about Ashley, I would want to learn more about her. And um, especially if I was looking for my own life purpose, I would get in touch with her to help me do that work. So would love for you to just share, um, you know, what you have coming up in your business and what you'd like to invite people to. Oh, I would love to. I love to because this is my purpose. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you actually, um, this is, there's no coincidence. Like, like they said, like, this is very synchronistic in the timing of this. Like, I know we set this up a bit ago, but, um, my enrollment for my program just opened. Mm. It just opened. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so this program is what I was talking about before that activate your life's purpose. Um, what this is, it's a nine week group mentorship program that allows people to connect with their authentic self. Um, really become aware of and begin to embody the vibration that they're meant to be vibrating at so they can become awakened to their gifts, their soul's mission, and begin to live out their life's purpose. So this program is more than just learning, you know, like, yeah, there's a lot of like workbook work and like, you know, like not like and awakening to these truths within, but it's more so this energetic realignment program. And so with the like new awareness and like wisdom coming in with the combination of the energetic adjustment creates this profound change in your life for you to really wake up and begin changing your life and living out your purpose. 
So in this program, I do the mix of, like I said, like there's the workbooks and there's like that deep inner work and the trainings every week. But um, there's also the channeling, like there's like group calls where everyone has the opportunity to receive personalized channeling with me, as well as there is recorded light code to minutes specific to each phase of the program. And I didn't really talk about these light codes yet, but I'll just simply, I'll just like try to make it as simple as possible. What it is, just a stream of um, light coded symbols and energy that is being transferred to you that creates a blueprint within your, depends on like what chakra it is or what part of your, what your body that we're working on, but it creates a blueprint there of this higher vibrational frequency. So the combination of this energetic blueprint plus aligned action equals this like quantum shift in change because it's already, you're already vibrating at this energy. It's being put out into the universe. And so it's being attracted back to you. So then that attunement becomes your authentic vibration. Um, I could go all day about all this stuff. But, sounds amazing. So, <laughs> I'm so excited about it. I love it so much. And so I actually, um, it's part one of my two programs. Uh, the first part of the program is the one that's open right now. Um, it's about discovering your gifts, your purpose, um, your authentic vibration and creating the change, right? And then the second part of the program, and it kind of builds up to this, the second program is turning those that sacred gifts and your purpose into your soul blank career and so it's a two-part thing i kind of the way i see it is this is the program if you know you like are meant to have a business this is the program you do before you see a amazing business coach like anna you know like this is like the pre the pre thing to really get clarity on all of this stuff before um really diving all into your business to yeah so mm -hmm. yeah that's what it is it's open enrollment it's limited it's like very 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 intimate like I don't like to keep it really small so I can really connect with everyone and everyone gets a lot of my time and attention and um really gets the most out of it and so there's also the VIP option of the exclusive where you get one-on-one -on -one sessions with me too but yeah this is this is my life's work and I'm really grateful to be doing it and grateful to be changing people's lives with it and to really be living out my purpose mm. so thanks for letting me share it yeah, you're so welcome. And thank you, Ashley, for owning your gifts and for showing up as all of yourself. Um, the people who are a part of your pro program, who are going to be a part of your program, are just so fortunate to have you guide them. Um, and I see so many entrepreneurs kind of struggling at the very beginning to really figure out their life purpose or what they're really here to do. So um, this is such an amazing opportunity for any of you who are just starting your business or trying to tune into what you want to do um, to work with Ashley and really energetically align with that mission. So thank you so much, Ashley, for joining me. It was such an amazing conversation. I learned so much and I know that our listeners did. Um, so thank you. And I have such gratitude for you. Thank you so much. This was amazing. I really appreciate you holding this space for me to share and get really vulnerable as well as to share some knowledge and tips that I know. So I thank you so much for inviting me on here. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah.